Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community and communities create social change. I'm David Peck and this is Face to Face. So my next guest is Lewis Cohen, and he is a writer, producer, director, and we talked about his new series, Truth and Lies. It's airing on TVO. You can see it there, tvo.org, and if you can't access it currently, let's hope and trust it's going to be at a global digital theater uh, soon near you. We, we, we talked about a lot of things. I mean, we talked about truth. We talked about lies for sure in the series and there's six episodes and why it's important that you need to see this. I mean, it's, it's, it's compelling. It's fascinating. It will uh, send shivers up your spine and you're going to be uh, kind of wondering how it is we got to where we are. We talk about deliberate self-deception. We talk about uh, warnings and, and history repeating itself, confirmation bias, and about the thing called the age of reason and just maybe why it wasn't so reasonable after all. We talk about how we learn and, and, and about dismantling class divisions. We talk about language and naming as an act of violence. How interesting is that? We talk about uh, meaning and purpose and, and, and identity and about self-interest and the things that, you know, the things that motivate us and, and, and kind of guide our behavior. We talk about polarization and, and just overall the power of deception. And, you know, what's really fascinating about this series is, you know, you, you come out of it saying, where, where do we go next? What, you know, in this era of fake news and, and social media, what's next? And I think the, 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 for me, the big takeaway was it's, it's about relationships. It's about conversation. It's about dialogue. It's about being open uh, to others in, in so many different ways. So stay tuned coming right up. Don't forget my, uh, podcasting, writing, and uh, public speaking. You can find more out about that at davidpecklive.com. You can copy a, a copy of, uh, purchase a copy of my book, Real Change is Incremental. And, you know, uh, take a look around. There's uh, close to 600 interviews there on the site as well. Face-to-face-live.ca will get you to the same website. Please leave us a review. If you like what we're doing here, we'd love a thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe 
to Face to Face wherever you listen to podcasts and an iTunes review, uh, a sentence or two, a Spotify review would be brilliant. We would so appreciate that. But stay tuned for, uh, in my opinion, a fascinating, interesting conversation about uh, deception and, and media and propaganda and, and uh, talking about a new series from TVO called Truth in Lies with Lewis Cohen. My name's David Peck, and you're listening to Face to Face. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined by a very special guest here with us today, Lewis Cohen. He's a writer, director, filmmaker. He's a storyteller. He's here with us today to talk about his new series. I'm going to say important new series, Lewis, Truth and Lies. Thank you for joining us here on Face to Face. Thanks for saying so, and thanks for having me. Great to be here. So... True, true. So, so many questions, by the way, and and congratulations on the series. By the way, for those of you, uh, we'll be we'll be doing this shout out throughout. But it's TVO TVO dot org, uh, as it sounds. Check it out there. Truth and Lies is the series. It's six episodes. Lewis, why don't you give us a little bit of a I don't know, kind of an intro into this? And and honestly, I've seen two episodes, and congrats. Uh, it's it's compelling. It's it's fascinating. It's interesting. It's super important as far as I'm concerned. I've got about 12 pages of notes here on the first two episodes. So, wow. so buck, buckle up, Lewis. Uh, I'm buckled. <laughs> excellent. Hey, yeah, school has a seatbelt. Yeah, exactly. So so yeah, give us uh, give, give us a little bit of a high level overview of, of of what we're looking at here, what we're listening to and watching. Sure, it's it's a it's a pretty vast. Enterprise, I mean, you know, truth and lies, as the name indicates, is a pretty large subject. I mean, we are, you know, sadly focused on the lies, is I'd have to say, um, the distortions of the truth and so on. And, you know, unfortunately, as we all know, those are, you know, seemingly more legion than ever. And the tools to deliver those lies, to convince us of them, you know, are, are in a sense more effective and powerful than ever. So that's one of the reasons that this series and the subject feels feels urgent to me. Um, but one of the, one of the real essences of this show is it's not about contemporary politics or culture exclusively. It, it's a deep dive into the past, and, and we feel you know that the past is filled with incredible, with great stories, important warnings, and in a sense, this series tries to harness what we know from the past that we can see more clearly because it's further away. The characters are well-knowing, you get that kind of macro vision, you know, that's sort of looking from 30,000 feet at the past, and that that some of the patterns that emerge as we look at the past in this series really, you know, hopefully illuminate some of the stuff that we're going through. One of the surprises, I would say, of doing this series, and, and you know, for those that watch it, you know, I think they'll agree, is that so many of the things that are, you know, contemporary, whether the conspiracy theories or you know, malicious social media or war propaganda or influencing, you know, through these technologies are in fact much older, uh, you know, right. so that's one of the takeaways for me of the show is like, it's actually about, it illuminates the present by partly showing how old some of these things are, you know, whether it's war propaganda from ancient Egypt, you know, to conspiracy theories from medieval Europe to, you know, uh, uh, the the sort of influencer trade in in the ancient Middle East as as you know Paul the Apostle got going with uh, with his work spreading you know Christianity to the you know to the uh, to the pagans 
So in, in all those respects, it's a really interesting blend for me between the past and the present. And the past is fascinating, but you know, we really try and make it relevant by showing how it relates to what we're going through today. I, I, I love what you said about important warnings, and I want to talk about that because as much as I agree with you, and I think this series is full of warnings, I mean, are we, and I don't like this deterministic question, so there's a presupposition here, Lewis, but are we wired uh, for, for warnings? Or do we really just sort of acquiesce to the status quo, <laughs> you know? And and I, I, so I'm just going to quote something here before we sort of run through the, the but this, this just blew my mind. Quote, the lie, this came out, I think, in, in, in the second um, uh, episode. The lie in war serves the need of a population that actually wants to be lied to, close quote. That was right. by, I think, Frank Werner, who's a historian and, 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 and really focuses on this idea of propaganda and lies. And that just blows me away. So, so self-deception is front and center. That's, it's kind of disturbing. It is. Yeah. Cause it really questions, are we even looking for the truth as the quote suggests, you know, do we even, do we even care? So, yeah. so, so, so it, I mean, warning, well, why, you know, do you know, do you know what I mean? Like a, a warning doesn't matter at that point. Cause we're not even getting the truth. So anyway, it's, there's, we can go so many places with this, but yeah, I yeah. found that really disturbing. Yeah, I mean, I think the special reference there that Frank Werner, you got the the guy right, the historian, is is talking about you know World War One, uh, but of course he could be talking about anything, and and the right. you know the sort of the importance of having a sense of meaning and purpose and identity right. trumps truth, right? So understanding, making sense of the fact that all these you know young men and women are dying, uh, you know, for 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 country. Um, it's really important that these that these deaths not be considered in vain. I mean, we've, you know, that they not be considered even sort of more, uh, what's the word, you know, senseless than they already are. And so, so there's this buildup uh, and this belief and this buy-in into the propaganda because it makes you feel like the sacrifice is worth it. It makes well, you well, feel like you're on the right side of history. It makes pop, you know, and so on and so forth. So that's, you know, I think the same thing can be seen weirdly in conspiracy theories. Um, and I'm com I had that idea a moment ago, and it's now completely slipped through my mind how this related also to conspiracy theories. But anyway, that that's for propaganda. Uh, it is it creates that sense of meaning, purpose. Well, I think just as important as the sense of truth to to, yeah. to our. Well, let me see if this is maybe where you were going. It seems to me one of the things that I took away from this too, and, and then one of the one of the episodes, the first episode I watched, by the way, was on on conspiracy. I think it's called conspiracy, and that sense that it 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 um hmm, it, it 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 creates this. I think this is a direct quote from the film. It creates a narrative that's impossible to doubt. Therefore, it gives us this this meta narrative, this this grander story to say. Oh no! Well, this is why we have evil in the world, or this is why uh, this uh, po particular culture is behaving the way they are, or why they're so violent. And it becomes uh, an act of justification for the violence itself, in a sense. But it, but it, but it brings, like you said, it brings this sense of of meaning and purpose almost to 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 the mess we find ourselves in. Yeah, I mean, it's Michael Butter who is sort of our. That's right. Our, our our kind of uh, meta theorist in that in that episode, the guy what I call the big thinker, the person who takes us right, through right. all the stories, and we have you know six of them in each episode, and you know and and that is his. We talk about 
you know, uh, a medieval conspiracy theory that he calls a proto-conspiracy theory. But for him, right. conspiracy theories, as we understand them today, really emerge in the Enlightenment. And it relates to what you just said, because for him, the reason that happens is the Enlightenment is this era where, you know, science and reason are starting to displace religion and, you know, creed and belief. And uh, that's disturbing. So we have all these, you know, will eventually lead to, you know, Nietzsche's declaration that God is dead a couple of centuries later and so on. And so, you know, Butter compares conspiracy theories to religion, that it comes in to replace what's being lost with another sense. It's no longer God, but it's the conspirators that are in control of everything. And that, in a sense, even though it's often these, you know, evil, destructive plots by these alleged conspirators, the reality is it may be reassuring to be able to point the finger and say there is somebody that in theory we could hold responsible for what's going on as opposed to, you know what, there's nobody. This is right. just sort of human nature, randomness, uh, you know, and everything is sort of run amok. And we're in this complex system in which no one's really in control. That in a sense is a much more disturbing thought. That's a world without God. And in a sense, what he's saying is conspiracy theories put God or some, or a God replacement back in the picture, you know, by having these self-sealing, meaningful, you know, uh, systems that you could theoretically understand, even if they're negative, they're at least graspable. Exactly right. Even if they're negative, you can still sort of sink your teeth into them in, in, a, in, a, in a philosophical or theological or political sense, right? Yeah. And I, I think what, what another takeaway for me with the series, which I think you do brilliantly, is just showing us how, uh, and you've already mentioned to it, uh, or mentioned to this, but how deep this goes and how far back it goes. You know, so 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 uh, Michael Butter and and talking about the what is it in eleven forty four the the Norwich in Nor the Norwich Cathedral sort of conspiracy I guess you could say I had no idea I learned a ton by the way of what little I've watched I can't wait to watch the rest of it There's so much going on here and you just kind of watch that you listen to it and you go No hang on hang on Lewis you're 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 twisting the truth here a little bit aren't you as you tell us about truth and lies. Was it right. really, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you, you just, you kind of can't believe it. That's, really? That's this what I mean is by how this story past. started? This is how, you know, things seem so stark. Looking back, things seem ridiculous, but in the time, <laughs> because they're responding yes. to certain like psychological needs, just like, sure, you know, sure. The fact is, as you talked about, I think before we went uh, live, that you have people within your own orbit that are, you know, either conspiracy theorists or, or, in some way, I have the same thing, you know, and I have, you know, a close family member who is, uh, you know, really believes, and we spoke about this again yesterday, you know, that the election was stolen and that Joe right. Biden has yep. committed a coup d'etat in the U.S. Um, and that may look really, really silly in 100 years, but right now there's tens of millions of Americans that that apparently, you know, believe that and we shouldn't discredit them. Right. Completely, A, because, I mean, maybe all the evidence isn't in, you know, but also because these are not necessarily stupid people, as also Michael Butter says, you know, that, that you're not going to write off a third of the population of the U.S. that believes in conspiracy theories. So there's exactly no point right. Right. So, so if, you know, one of the advantages to looking to the past is that we get this sort of stark, you know, very clear picture of how things can be seen, you know, as ridiculous and even arguably not credible, like did people really believe that? But people, as we know, tens of millions of Americans today are believing things that I think you and I 
also find, you know, maybe uh, difficult to swallow, but, you know, there's enough people believing them, they're obviously responding to some need in the population, uh, you know, to some important psychological, and I think that's what was happening at the time. I mean, right then, in that instance that you brought up, there is, you know, a young, a young, a young boy who's found murdered in the woods outside this, you know, British uh, English town of Norwich. And, um, you know, obviously, any time a child is is killed, uh, let alone just dies, you know, it's senseless, horrible. Sure. Uh, as we see in, in we some need, of We need to know what happened here, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and there's a priest in the family that blames this on the local Jews. And, you know, this become and then you know this leads eventually a monk this is discredited by the sheriff eventually a new monk is installed at this fairly new cathedral and you know he decides to resuscitate this cold case investigation and look into you know what happened to this young boy and you know not comes up with this you know really rather ludicrous theory that in fact the priest was right and that the jews of the town had done this for these ritual purposes that remind us a lot of what we're going to later hear, you know, in the protocols of the elders of Zion, uh, this notion Har- that harvesting their blood and so on. Yes, that exactly that, that these, uh, that these Jewish communities need to harvest the blood of a child, you know, for different reasons. I mean, this sort of on the famous Passover ritual, you know, or for cosmetic purposes or for, you know, to improve their palate, et cetera. And, and I guess this just strikes a chord in the same way that this election denialism in our own day is struck a chord. So you see it being repeated, you know, in places like Brazil or arguably, you know, to some other extent in, in Israel and other places throughout, you know, uh, the modern polity. This story back then takes off in a viral way as well. As well. well, that, Lewis, that's what's so fascinating. It's, it's like it, it was the beginning sort of of, of, of a, a viral mass media like uh, digital storm in a sense. And there's a comment that, and I forget who, who it is that you're chatting with at the time, but the story moves into the story of Christianity itself. That's when you start to go, hang on a minute here. The implications are astounding. The implications are far-reaching. They're horrific is what they are. As we see, history has shown how horrific they actually truly are. That's what blew me away is just how deep these, wow, I don't know if I even want to call them stories, right. you know, because, yeah, yeah. you know, stories have truth in them, right? It yeah. seems to me stories point to truth, you know? So that 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 was a bit of a mind-boggling thing for me. Hey, just before, I want to I come back to this because I think it's, sure. it's Michael who brings out this idea of, of, of how, you know, the Enlightenment period, the age of reason, question mark, is when these, some of these conspiracy theories really actually start to take hold. And that, to me, is fascinating. So um, episodes, uh, so the series is called Truth and Lies, director, storyteller, writer, uh, Lewis Cohen, here with us today, by the way, if you haven't already guessed that. And um, so help me out here, Weapons of War, uh, episode one, Politics of Religion, Conspiracy, Scandals, The Power of Money, and Influencers. Those are our six episodes. Right. You can watch it, folks, on uh, TVO, tvo.org, and we hope and trust it's coming soon to some kind of global 
digital theater near you. So that's, uh, that's kind of where we're at. I just wanted to get that out. And we're, we're like 15 minutes into our conversation and we're, 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 we're just, I think we're showing our, our, uh, our listeners just how, how much there is here to, to unpack and to, to, to kind of work our way through. And again, thanks, thanks for making these, uh, these films, Lewis. It's, uh, it's an important uh, and compelling piece. So, so whatever happened to the age of reason? Where did, where yeah. did they go so so wrong there? You know, uh, kind of went sideways on this thing called, um, you know, self-deception. Right. You know, and I sort of spoke about that a little earlier in the sense that it does, the age of reason sort of destroys our ability to believe, you know, in the stories of, well, Christianity, uh, among other things, and, and, and this, and the kind of religious world starts getting picked away at by science, by philosophy, uh, and so on. And so these conspiracy theories, in a weird way at the time, as Michael Butter points out, were in fact the weapons of the church uh, or the royal families running Europe as a way of saying all these progressive forces. I mean, ironically, the conspiracy theories were against groups like the Freemasons, um, you know, who in fact were, you know, we kind of maybe have a sense of the Freemasons as this dark secret society. Right, the truth right, is they right. were... I mean, I, 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 that was my sense of them before I ever started yeah, doing same. That's how I was raised. Yep. The truth is the Freemasons, I mean, Mozart, we look into his death, which was the subject of a kind of Kurt Cobain-esque conspiracy right. theory yep. at the time. Was he killed by the Freemasons? He himself was a Freemason. Freemasons were, in fact, the progressive forces of Europe at the time. They were the equivalent of the Ocasio, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez or Bernie Sanders or, you know, the folks throughout the world that are on that side of the of the political spectrum and and they were you know all for dismantling you know class divisions uh and opening up to in fact there were many free races that were involved in the french revolution well for the people that supported the french monarchy or that supported you know the 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 the, the catholic church these were real threats and so this is where we get this notion that the freemasons are up to no good that the secret society is plotting, uh, you know, against the order as it's been laid out by, by God, King and God, um, and so on. So we we get into this uh, pattern where conspiracy theories emerge as pro-establishment, anti-progressive forces, and that's how they emerge in in that period. And then Michael Butter will talk about how over the centuries they end up flipping right. and getting used increasingly, you know, by those who are against or suspicious of government and the established power forces. Right. The elite, as it were. Yes. Um, And I find it fascinating too, in the, in the uh, weapons of war uh, episode where, where the talk of propaganda, I mean, isn't it really, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't help but see the, the parallels to lifestyle advertising, you know, Uh, and, and, in some respects, the lies that were told, right. That, that narrative that, boy, if you got a problem, we can fix it. And 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 at the and isn't that really the age of reason? Isn't that what the Enlightenment project really was supposedly all about? Doubt doubt all of these things, and eventually you'll be able to know. Eventually you'll you'll know. And yet, ironically, this is where some of the stuff really starts to take hold. Uh, Lewis, do you find that this this notion of of truth and lies? I mean, is is it really? Is there a fine line there for you? You know, as you got deeper into the research, as you interviewed more and more mm-hmm. experts. I just, when we go to bed at night, how how many lies are we actually holding on to? 
you know, lies in our relationships, how we parent, um, um, what, how we define love. We just, you know, I mean, there's just so many layers to this and lenses, right? The way we see the world in itself might be a, a form of life. I used to work, I hope you find this funny, but uh, I used to work with uh, a dear friend of mine, Bill's his name, and, and we had a, a, a project manager that we used to say, even when he's lying, he's lying. You know, like he was just so dishonest. But the irony of that is he's actually telling the truth. You got that whole liar's paradox thing going on. But yeah, what is it? Is there a fine line there between that truth and that lies? Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I mean, I, you know, that's a good question. And, and of course, you're talking about lies and, you know, the, the stories we tell ourselves. Right, right. About relationships, about our personal life, about what makes things meaningful, about our health, about the world around us. Health and is a huge one. So sure, I think that in a lot of ways, we need, I mean, you know, I, I'm reminded not to get too, uh, I don't know, high end about this, but like of, of Nietzsche once said that like the nature of language is to distort reality because it makes groups. It, it, there's this sure. thing called tree, but there are many different kinds of trees yeah, and trees sure, are many sure. things so that there's this kind of violence in any naming that we do have anything well, it creates a, a, creates a division immediately you've you've labeled something you've you've now in a sense othered it in a way yeah and you've also sort of turned this infinite number of variations into a single thing right you know, so there's a kind of for the practical purpose of knowing what we're talking about uh you know we we we've sort of told this lie by using language in itself so yeah i would tend to agree that at some fundamental level you know, there, there is a very fine line and that lies are an important part really of human survival, you know, of an ability yeah. to, 
process reality in a way that isn't overwhelming. Because I think the truth is so nuanced, so multifaceted, that it's probably a lot harder to hold on to or to decipher than lies are. Um, so in that sense, I do think that, you know, this any kind of like easy dichotomy between, uh, you know, I love truth, I hate liars and lies, and I'm on the side of truth is probably, you know, not as simple as that person, you know, might think it is. It's pretty problematic, it seems to me. I mean, uh, and I would love to chat about this. Is, is it is it and this is a question sort of before maybe you can answer this one after the next question, but is it about the conversation for you? Is that sort of what comes out of this series is, you know, you know, that classic question of, oh, you know, uh, what do you, what do you want people to take away? Because it is so nuanced, this idea of truth and lies. I mean, there's that, uh, I've got it written down here somewhere, but uh, you can, right, here we go. You can't quote, argue with a convinced conspiracy theorist. Well, you can't argue with a convinced religious scholar. You can't argue with a, uh, you know, indubitably certain politician, right? I mean, it's, it's, we're, we're kind of all kind of uh, sort of wired that way, I suppose. There we go with that deterministic language again, but, but we, we want solutions. It seems to me we need those answers, even if they're not true. And I think, I think the questions you raise about self-deception are just, they're, they're kind of scary. They're, they're, they're more than kind of scary, you yeah. know? I mean, so, so, that is like one part of it, but what 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 fascinated me too, coming out of the weapons of war episode with propaganda, would the Americans, would the Allies have become a part of the war without those lies that you know, or at least those versions of those lies that needed to be told in order to whip up that sort of emotive uh, response? Are you talking about the the war in Vietnam or which war well, are you? You could you yeah. could pick anyone, but I was referring more to World War II in a sense. You know, try look at look at the who were actually fighting, just some of the images, and then you've got war photography coming out and and just using that to to get people to enlist. You're 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 right. This is who right. you're actually going to be fighting. Look at the yeah. horrors. Look what happened in Belgium. We've you know, etc. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and that that was World War One. Just to oh, make I'm a... sorry, sorry, World War One, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, propaganda in World War II is, you know, has been studied perhaps more. You know, we know a lot more about World War II. Anyway, we decided to focus on World War I uh, in this in this series because it felt like a little bit less explored. But that's exactly right. I mean, you know, the U.S. was isolationist at the time, was 100 yeah. percent against getting involved in the war. Right. Um, and that at some level, you know, some of the awful things that uh, the Germans did as they marched into, well, they marched into Belgium on their way to France. And there was a long history that I wasn't as aware of before this, you know, series of French-German wars. You know, we hear about the Franco-Prussian wars and sure. yep. a lot of humiliation and bad blood already built up there over many years. And and then to, they had a lot more trouble getting through Belgium to get to France because those that was a less fortified border. That's why they decided to go through Belgium. And they encountered some stiff resistance some and resistance. they massacring tons of civilians partly out of paranoia, like the right, German right. paranoia that had been installed, that all the, that there's all these these uh, snipers that are civilians. So they just started, you know, slaughtering civilians in the suspicion that they were part of this sort of sniper crews. And then that, so that was based itself on a lie told to the German soldiers to sort of pump them up right, and make them right. vigilant. That leads to another maybe semi-truth, but also distortion, which is, oh my God, these Germans, the stories go from like, 
murdering civilians into raping women, cutting off children's hands, uh, you know, all these just horrible and, you know, unlikely sure, sure, stories sure. that were spread by the British to try and get both their own people psyched to go to kill these, you know, terrible monsters. I mean, there's all these pictures of sort of King Kong, like yeah, right, right. apes with, you know, women in their hands and their, you know, grasp in their hands, like they are, you know, like, like the King Kong movie, wearing the German famous war helmet with sure. the, the yep. pointy top, you know, so these uh, crazy images that were then also sent to the States. And, and there was a very, absolutely, there's no way the U.S. would have been involved in World War One had it not been propagandized and had those stories not been exaggerated, blown up and transmitted. And transmitted. I mean, you know, it's uh, sadly we're going to we're going to be wrapping up in, in, in a few minutes, but it's it didn't um, was it General Schwarzkopf? Wasn't he the guy who did not allow cameras into Iraq? I believe I mean, because of basically because of what happened to the Vietnam War and the images, I was stunned to find out where's the where's the number in 1964, 40 journalists in Vietnam by 1966, over 282 journalists covering the war. I mean, I mean, we don't even need to talk about propaganda. We just got to How do you how do you how do you how do you and now fast forward to Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and so on? How do you filter? And so, so, so crazy question for you, but what do you learn from this? What's the takeaway for you? I mean, this truth lies, this kind of, this fake news world we live in. And I mean, I was reading yesterday that apparently, according to the um, um, people are using images coming out of uh, Turkey and, and Syria with the earthquake, they're using AI software now to create these emotive images that aren't real to raise money for, for, for projects that don't even exist. So we're not talking about like the Red Cross using AI software to create these images. We're just talking about people on TikTok trying to steal your money, but they're making right. these images with AIs. Like they aren't even real images is what I'm right. saying. And you go, there's a, there's a layer of- They're, they're not even images and they're not even real, real charities. <laughs> they real charities. You want to talk about self-deception, right? I mean, wow. No. You know, do your research, I guess, is one of the takeaways, but I don't want to oversimplify what you've done here with this beautiful, brilliant series, but- but yeah, what what's <laughs> do you, are yeah, you just I mean, like I, a big are you a big raving cynic now, Lewis? Is that is that what I, I think I was a big, big raving cynic before I got involved. <laughs> I think it's one of the reasons I was the right person. To <laughs> you were the right the guy for the job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I don't have a lot of faith that people left to their own devices, or even when we try and control people, right. forget about left to their own devices, that they will do the right thing. I mean, I think right, there's an right. incredible amount of self interest, often dressed up as something else. Uh, you know, that that motivates and guides behavior. I mean, one of the, I'm, I'm probably changing subjects at some I'll level, one it. of the interesting versions of that, that again, is sort of made clear through history, through, through that long lens that we can look back, the 30 years war, you know, which was an incredibly violence, um, in a weird way, the first modern war, uh, and, and it takes place, obviously, in Europe, it's between, at some level, between the Protestants and Catholics. It's just, you know, 100 years after Martin Luther has launched the Protestant Revolution. And, and there's this pushback uh, against the Protestants by the by the Habsburgs. And, and this guy comes in from Sweden. Right. I'm um, saying, I'm coming to rescue my my Protestant brethren on the continent. And, and he's, you know, gets the propaganda, pushes him as the Lion of the North, the Swedish king, a Protestant uh, gentleman, Gustav Adolf 
and and does it. but really all he's going to and you know he plays this massive sure which is even touching at a distance even knowing it was a lie right right which it is feels fascinating like this yeah. incredible act of solidarity kind of like what you're talking about but in fact he was just saw an opportunity to grab territory uh, and it was really a territorial strategic war for Sweden and in fact we don't think of Sweden as a very imperial country but they actually took territory all along the northern coast of Germany Lithuania uh, throughout northern Europe and held it for the next hundred years. And that was the real purpose, but being framed in right. this completely. Right. Well, it's, it's lie layered lies upon layered lies. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really is fascinating. And what's also really incredible there to me as well, makes perfect sense. The printing press, all of a sudden that's Heidelberg, it. things change as a result. That's of why, that's why it's considered the first modern war because you have newspapers emerge. I mean, the printing press was invented, but before you actually had a printing industry and it took a little while. So, early 1600s, when this 30 years war breaks out, you've got newspapers. And for the first time, you have this kind of real time sure. line that's going on while the battle's going on, as opposed to the first story we look at in ancient Egypt, where it takes that's several right. years to create the sure, lie sure, sure. in these engravings. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's a, one of the things that's been consistent is this is this lie, is the manipulation of truth to achieve certain ends, trying to get people to buy in for their own reasons, psychologically, uh, and so on. And then at the same time, what's been changing, which you've alluded to, is the technology that we have to deliver sure. it. With the so speed at one point, you're carving things into stone and it takes several years. At another point, you're doing a deep fake that takes several seconds or actually several milliseconds. So, you know, you're in a completely different scale now. And that's what's really scary. And that's one of the takeaways is that, you know, it's kind of like Adam, uh, Adam, uh, Albert Einstein, Adam Einstein. Uh, Adam Einstein, I know him well. You know Adam Einstein, but anyway, yes. he's great grandfather Albert. So yes. the Albert Einstein, you know, said uh, something like he was concerned that this great power of nuclear weapons was in the hands of people who were even really not able to handle guns properly. And it's the same kind of thing that we have the same nature that's been going on since the ancient since ancient times. But suddenly we've got the deep fakes, we've got chat GPT, the power of deception and the, the ability to spread it everywhere. It, that's kind of the double thesis of the series. On the one hand, wow, this stuff's been going on forever. And on the other hand, we're shooting forward into unprecedented. Well, on, on one level, and at the, I'm going for the, the, the cheap laugh here, but we're kind of screwed. Right? Okay. But, I missed but, the laugh part. I, I'm not... <laughs> Was there a double entendre on screw? Well, no, I mean, we're, well, in, yeah, in a sense. I mean, deep fakes, you know, yeah. fake news, milliseconds. I mean, how can yeah. we ever possibly know? And yet we have instant images coming out of Turkey and Syria that are heartbreaking, that are helping to raise money. So you've got this sort of, I guess the question, maybe we end with this. Let's end with this. And sadly, I think we need a part two for sure, Lewis. But, but, um, how do we how do we clean the lens every day? How do we make sure that it's that what we're seeing is is you know um, is is it about triangulation? Like have three different sources that you get your news from? Is it about you know having engaging conversations with people like yourself? Like make sure you're watching. Right, those are good strategies. I mean, strategy of triangulation. It's like often when you know we were looking at like Trump, you know, uh, State of the Union address or what have you, and right. be, you know following along with the fact checkers in the New York Times right. just trying right. to keep up. Right. But, you know, I mean, at some level, you got to have a willing pop, uh, population willing to read that stuff sure, and to sure. triangulate. And that's harder to achieve. I mean, it's like Emerson Brooking, one of the scholars or, or act, 
you know, that we were looking at in the war episode talked about, and I'm, I don't want to get the quote wrong, but he said something about the fact that, you know, getting the story out there and sort of infecting the landscape with a lie is so effective because even if you go and clean it up after, it's too late. It's too late. Like in some important way, the news cycle is so fast. Yeah. You know, so so it, it's not clear to me. Obviously, it is really the, the billion dollar question. I mean, it used to be the million dollar question, but, you know, hey, inflation and sure, social sure. media has made it the billion dollar question is how do we restore something like, you know, rationality, reason, uh, rationality, and reason into our landscape? Rationality, how's this? Rationality, reason, and relationship. Because I, I think that has to be front and center that you and I can disagree and hopefully still have a drink later tonight together. And, and, and right, we can yeah. still be friends. We can yeah. still have a conversation and say, you know what, Lewis, I think you're a little nuts on that one, but you know what, you've, you've made me open to something that I've never seen before. Like, I mean, for me, it's Socratic dialogue. It's, it's a great conversation over dinner, but boy, the world is not operating that way currently. And, uh, yeah. and right, it, just, you know, I, it reminds me of my next project, which we, we don't have to discuss, but no, please. Yeah. Well, this is a great way to wrap up our, no, because it's about political polarization, right? There I'm you go. This, this theater troupe uh, called Port Parole from Montreal, as they've gone, you know, uh, to Toronto, down to the U.S. outside Washington D.C. and over to Munich, trying to do these documentary plays about political polarization in these nice. different communities, and ask that exact question: How is it that we can still talk to each other? You know, and so there's gathering around a table, and I can tell you from you know the research done through this very microcosm of this theater project, it is not easy. No, and, it's. And, and in fact, in some ways, the, the documentary is about how the group trying to create the conversation can't even have a conversation themselves, you know, so. Well, so and, this, and I was just going to say, you know, oh, okay, let's wrap it up with, well, isn't Lewis, isn't it about a commitment to the truth? Well, sure. But what does that even mean? If, if my question or my statement is framed on a, on a 500 years of lies, you know, right. or, or whatever, or maybe even just five weeks of lies. So. Wow, you've you've posed a, a huge problem. You've done it in a super interesting way. Uh, the series is called Truth and Lies. It's on TVO. You can get to it, tvo.org. Uh, six uh, episodes, um, just, and really, really, oh, wow. I, I don't like using the word entertaining when it comes to topics like this, but it, it is entertaining. You've, it, it clips along. And, and like I said, Lewis, I learned a ton. Thank you so much uh, for the series and for the film and for being with us here today on Face to Face. We've been... Um, yeah, we've been having a very, uh, I, I would say, uh, a very deep conversation, uh, scratching the surface on some levels uh, here today on Face to Face with Lewis Cohen. Thank you so much, Lewis, for joining us today. On Thanks, David. Really appreciate, really appreciate being here and having the chat. So there you have it, my conversation with Lewis Cohen. We had a great time, at least I did. I had a great time, a fun time, talking about Truth and Lies, a new TVO series that you can watch online, tvo.org, coming soon to a global digital theater near you. Uh, Lewis and I connected on propaganda and media and social media and, and truth and lies and 
and what it means that this thing called the politics of power and what does it mean to really uh, dig deep and to peel back the layers i hope you enjoyed the conversation check out the film it's fascinating it's compelling it's a very uh, i think it's an important series and one that needs to be watched and i hope watched by many don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about what i do my uh, writing and my speaking and my podcasting over 600 interviews there to choose from we've been doing this now for i guess i'm in my ninth year that's a lot of conversations check them out some fascinating i think fascinating news coming up in the not so distant future and please leave us a review i would so appreciate if you left a review for our podcast on itunes or spotify and uh, subscribe wherever you listen and if you're watching or slash listening to us on youtube give us a thumbs up and, and and subscribe to it there but please a review would go a long way and then socially mediate us in any way possible thank you so much for listening my name is david peck and this is face to face ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started